Hi and welcome to the Psyche Podcast where we discuss all things mindset, mental well-being and living your best life. I'm your host Hannah and I'm a mindset and mental well-being coach and founder of Psyche Coaching. Welcome and we hope you enjoy the show. Hi everyone, welcome back. Hope you've had a good week and yeah that you have been taking on board some of the well-being tips that we shared over the last week for World Wellbeing Week. Um, And thanks again to Sheila, who joined us last week to talk about post-traumatic stress disorder. And one of the things that Sheila wrote about, about, spoke about, (laughs) that I really love, is this idea of being okay, which is something I've talked about before on this show and when I've been a guest on other podcasts. And I just love this idea of being okay, because I think sometimes... We put so much pressure on ourselves to be happy and to be happy all the time that that pressure <laughs> just makes it unachievable and we, we can get really stressed trying to maintain this high state of, of happiness. So I like to think about being okay and to me it's the sense of coming back to a peaceful, calm place. Yes, there can be those highs of happiness there can be difficult times and for me they are opportunities to grow and to learn and to develop but I always come back to this place of calm and peace in the middle. So to me that's what okay is and yeah thank you to Sheila for for bringing that up and just reminding us about those precious moments uh, that we could be missing at the okay line when we are always striving for for greatness, for happiness and, and all of those things. And I'm really excited to welcome this week's guest, Alexis, and we're going to be diving into confidence. And we're also touching on uh, the uh, topic of the week, if you like, here at Psyche, which is about emotional intelligence. So listen out for that. And if you are wondering what emotional intelligence is all about, then this week's blog post is all around emotional intelligence, what it is, how to develop it in yourself. And if you are a parent or work with young people, how you can help them to develop their own emotional intelligence. So let's dive in to the conversation with Alexis and I will be back afterwards. Hi everyone, I'm really happy to introduce this week's guest, Alexis, to the podcast. So Alexis, welcome. And if you can introduce yourself to the listeners and tell us a little bit about you. Awesome. Thank you. Um, So hi, I'm Alexis Jane and I live in Sydney and I help entrepreneurs activate the confidence and power from within by cracking their fear code and falling in love with themselves. (laughs) Amazing. And this idea of being in love with yourself is something that I've I've been starting to talk about a lot more in the the podcast and the stuff I talk about because I've, I've really started to appreciate how important it is that sense of loving ourselves or confidence with ourselves so confidence is definitely something that I would love to talk about today so do you find um that confidence or lack of confidence is a really common thing that you see in in the people that you work with I do it's quite a big one confidence and my clients that I speak with they're really confident I guess in what it is that they actually do but where they're they're lacking the confidence is in how do they get seen how and and the imposter syndrome that they get from well why would someone listen to me how how can I really shift and help somebody else change imposter syndrome is is such a a big thing isn't it and I know when I started out with the podcast it was definitely something that I felt or that that I still feel at times Around imposter syndrome, do you have any sort of top tips for people if they are experiencing that and you know, to try and help them to really feel confident putting themselves out there and, and being seen? Yes. So when I personally experienced imposter syndrome was when I really first started to coach about four years ago and I was watching what other big marketing people were doing and I was watching and I became infatuated by that they had a big following they had lots of people commenting on their stuff and then I went and invested in one of these coaches and let's just say it was a huge learning experience a very expensive learning experience they were next level at providing free information and getting in front of people and 
having the confidence to be seen every single day. But then when I invested in it, I was like, hmm, I actually can, I know that I can do better in this setting than what this person can do. So that really kind of opened up my eyes to how marketing and social media is really smokes and mirrors depending on who that person is and then doing your actual research behind that person and staying in your own lane. I found that as soon as I started staying in my own lane and closing out all the external noise around what other people in my space were doing is when I really started to feel a lot more confident and comfortable within my own skin and being able to help people move through that themselves within their own business. Hmm. I suppose that's maybe quite common when you're starting out and you're trying to figure out the the kind of the right way to do it, air quotes, right way to do it. And so you look at what everyone else is doing and feel that you have to do that. And then you can get so wrapped up in that that you're not doing the thing that's uniquely you. Um, and then you have to, yeah, like you said, stay in your line, like move away from that and just kind of do what maybe just feels right for you. Would you say that's that's right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So it's really what lights your soul and fire. So what excites you? So I know that I've gone on and off path to thinking that I should be doing this and I should be doing that because that other person's doing that and they look successful. But then when I come back to doing the thing that I love to do, which is your mindset, which is helping people shift and change from where they are right now to where they want to go, because they're the challenges that I've been through, which I know that I can help them with. And just really understanding who you are, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's true, not just uh, in the coaching space, but I guess just for general life, understanding who you are is so important, isn't it? Because I think then you're more able to be able to to find your lane or have confidence in who you are if you're being yourself and not just trying to fit into some kind of mould. Yes, because we're all here to be uniquely us. And when we start putting ourselves into different moulds, we're actually not doing our soul purpose, our soul calling and what excites us to get up in the morning. If you're always feeling tired and lethargic and you're not too sure why, well, you're not, you're not feeding what your soul actually really wants. You're resisting that part of you. Mm. So um, in your work with clients, have you found that there are kind of common blocks that people have to putting themselves out there and, and being seen? Are there common, um, I don't know, confidence blocks, if you like? So one of the biggest things that I have seen in the clients that I work with, I mainly work with women. I have worked with a few men. But the main challenge that I find with women is their money mindset and money blocks. So one of my beautiful clients had been attempting to do business for eight years, selling a $1,500 program. And we really nutted it down and we increased the price to $3,000 for the for three months. And within four weeks, she'd sold two of her programs. And the reason that she had shifted and it was easy for her to sell a higher ticket program than what it was to sell the $1,500 program is she knew how much value she was giving for what she was doing, that it felt icky to underprice it. So when she priced it at the right price point and it felt more aligned to who she was and who she is, she was able to do that and be able to have those conversations and I find that actually having that conversation to ask for money in the coaching space and when coaches are starting out at the beginning and they're amazing at what they do, because it's so easy for that person to have a conversation, they feel funny asking for the money in return for what they're doing when it's their love and it's their passion, but they can see the other person getting results. And they can see they're either increasing their income or increasing their happiness or whatever that looks like. But then the coach who hasn't either charged for the session or charged for a package starts to doubt themselves, well, how can they be getting that and I'm still not getting what I need and I deserve? So there's that kind of push-pull, I really want to help somebody, but I also would like to get paid for what I'm doing but it's the confidence in asking for that amount of money. So it's the transformation that the client's going to be getting opposed to the cash 
that is being exchanged if that makes sense. Mm. and I suppose there's there's possibly a link there back to that imposter syndrome that if you're you're feeling that that you're you're not quite feeling um I don't know what the term is in your um power I, I don't know <laughs> to phrase it but if you're not really kind of feeling yeah not an imposter kind of um then maybe asking for money just feels a bit awkward and I know it's something definitely that I relate to the whole money and, and I guess trying to pitch it at that valuing what you do but not almost like overvaluing it. I think that's I don't know if that's what you find that the concern is often you know not pricing it high enough because they're kind of undervaluing themselves and, and what they're offering to people. Yeah so when you're putting a price point on it it it's such a huge conversation at the very beginning, but once you start becoming aligned with it and you're really clear with what it is that you're actually delivering, it becomes so much easier to be able to have those conversations. But it's all practice because if you've never done business, like I had never done business before. I'd worked with my mum and dad in their real estate but never really did the business side of things, just did the property management side of things, did personal training and hospitality, did a little bit of business stuff, but it was not mine. So I never really understood the mindset behind owning a business. But when I shifted into having my own business, the mindset shifts and challenges that I had to shift and move myself through and the emotions that came up with fear, fear of judgment, um, being really hard on myself for not being where I think I should have been, in the time frame that I was doing it because I saw on Facebook or I saw on social media that these people went from being in debt to having $100,000 months within two months. But what I've really understood now is when you go back and actually look at where that person, like what their journey was before they got to that point, they've had all of these learnings to go, okay, I'm done now. I now know what, just getting really clear on what it is that they want to do, and then they go and do it. So it's really understanding that someone could go from zero to 100000 to a million dollars in a really short amount of time. But you've got to look at what was what were they doing before that? What was all the work leading up to that point? It's like a baby when you, you don't, they don't just come out and start walking. They've got to crawl. Actually, they've got to do tummy time. And then they've got to rock and then they've got to roll and then they've got to pull themselves up and then they finally start to walk. And I think that we forget this in business and I think that we forget this in any area of our lives, whether it's personal development, whether it's business, whether it's a career or sports and health and fitness. You've got to start somewhere and it's a gradual day-by-day consistency that's going to get you the result. Hmm. I think that's really important to highlight because I think that we, as adults, we forget all that learning that's gone to get us to where we are now and then when we start something we want the results now um and when we just forget that you know we we didn't just like you said start walking you know the first time and I think also I really like that as an analogy because if you think about a child learning to walk and they fall over they don't just give up and say that's not for me they they keep they keep going but I think as adults we're I don't know, like not as resilient, I guess, or we just kind of think, well, it didn't work, that's it, or it hasn't worked yet, straight away. And we forget to enjoy the journey because once you get to the destination, and this is in some of the research that I've um, been doing over the last couple of years, is when men in the States play Super Bowl and they go, they win the Super Bowl, some of them get really bad depression after because they've got what's next they don't have a what's next they've they've been training ever since they've been 60 years old they've finally gotten to this point and they've won and then they've got nothing else to live for so they go into this spiral of depression I can't remember what the guy's name was it was a really interesting interview and he was still playing for the same team, but he was going into massive panic attacks and he couldn't actually go on an aeroplane. He couldn't go to away teams. He had to stay at home because he was freaking out so much that he didn't he didn't know where to go or what to do, but he was still playing football. Then he ended up 
giving up football now. He does personal development stuff around mental health for men in that space. But it's so powerful to remember it's the journey. Remember it's the journey that you're going on the day-to-day things and enjoying it and elevating your vibration to really enjoy enjoy the struggles, fall in love with the struggles and know that that's part of your journey, that's part of your story and you get to help more people when you truly know and understand that because we all have our own problems, we all have our own struggles and Hmm. bits and pieces. Yeah, and I think um, you said that you were sort of inspired by your own business to, to start the work that you're doing and I think that happens quite a lot that people go through a maybe more challenging journey like you said and then they learn from it and then they share that with other people which is you know it's a really powerful thing to do it's really powerful yeah and there was, there was something else I was going to say as well about fixating on the end point rather than the journey um and I wonder if it's maybe partly comes down to identity that kind of if if you're you know you've got a single-minded focus of this is what what I am this is what I'm about then when you achieve it or kind of fail to then it's kind of who am I now what am I doing now yeah and that's something that I talk about with my clients it's who are you now becoming for you to achieve that next goal that you want to and we're always shifting and growing everything's always moving nothing ever really dies because when you do die it's still moving it's still there's still movement and energies moving everywhere all the time because you're not the same person as what you were yesterday and it's who do you identify yourself with to so before I had I've got a nine-year-old and before I had her I didn't really identify myself as a mother but then there's times when I'm out and about and my sister (laughs) said to me about a year ago so I really forget sometimes that you're a mum. And I started to laugh. I said, that's really funny because we were out, I think, at a dinner or something and she was with her, um, my daughter was with her dad and I was being me before child but when I'm with her, I am the mum. So switching in and out of those two characters of who I am when I'm a businesswoman, when I'm a friend, when I'm a partner and then I'm a mum. So how do you identify yourself? Who are you in those different roles? Or are you the same person? I am the same person, but I I identify myself as someone different, if that makes sense. Mm. I think there's uh, there's something, I can't remember where I saw it, but there's something about different, um, I guess, like little boxes in your life that you have lots and lots of things that make up who you are. And that could be your career. It could be being a partner or being a mother, like you said. And so that if one of those boxes gets taken away for, for whatever reason, your job, whatever. You've still got other things that make you who you are. Whereas if you've just got one giant box, which is maybe like your Super Bowl thing, and that goes, then you're just like, well, who am I now? Because that's all I am. Yeah. And that's where some of my clients who I'm working with at the moment, all they knew was working in hospitality and they don't know who they are as an online coach and it's just shifting that energy that they have in their persona and in their personality when they're in front of people in the restaurant or in the bar wherever they are working and bringing that fully more online and bringing that that energy and their, yeah who they are to what it is that they're delivering because when they're behind when they're having a one-on-one conversation with myself, they get really excited and really passionate and really on a video call and you can really see that. I'm like, you need to, we have to bring that on to the online space because this is this space that you've chosen that you want to be in, which is awesome. But we need to gradually build up the confidence to be able to do you the best way you know how to and be seen for who you are. And I wonder with um, if someone's making a big transition like that, so if they've been working in hospitality and they're moving into a new space, do you find that there's a, there's a lot of fear and a lot of putting off starting because needing to have like, everything ready and everything perfect first before they actually start doing this new thing they want to do? Yes, and I, especially on my own personal journey and with my clients, and this is why I can really help them so much in regards to shifting over into the online space, is being an entrepreneur 
you kind of just jump in there and just do it and then think about flying on the way down after you've leaped. But then there's other people who like to have their website, their email list, everything all sorted, which is really just delaying what they're actually doing because they're just putting up walls and procrastination. So this needs to get done before this. But it's always about the feeling first. You've got to feel what it feels like to have it before you actually go out and do it. So it all comes back into the feeling. So it's 80% mindset and 20% strategy. So once you start getting a really strong mindset around what it is that you're doing, you can really, the right people start showing up in your life that can help you and guide you in the things that you need to get done that you are necessarily not sure of being able to do. But procrastination and perfectionism is one thing that I've found is something that holds people back as an excuse really um, to not be seen and get themselves out there. Yeah, I'm definitely um, guilty of myself as well and that you know that fear and I think that's why that why coaching can be really powerful and I'm, and I'm sure what you offer to your clients because I had um, a business coach and actually before I started the podcast I really liked podcasts and I said to her well, you know I could do a podcast but I, I can't do that she was like why not I was like great point great point uh, and here we are <laughs> Because it was just, I guess, in my head, like the imposter syndrome, or I don't know, or I need to have everything in place. And then when someone in a supportive way challenged that, of, well, why why can't you? I didn't have anything to say. So then I, you know, I just started. Um, and here we are. So Yeah. And we're only limited by what we believe. Because anything is possible. Because people before us have done it. People after us are going to do it. And we can be one of those people. We just have to believe deeply in ourselves that we are able to achieve these things. Amazing. So if someone's listening to this and they're like, I mean, that sounds great. I'd, you know, I'd love to do that. But how do I build that belief in myself? How do I overcome this, this block? What would, you, what would you say to them? The first thing to overcome the belief in yourself is to get really clear on what it is that you actually want. Because until you're really clear on what it is that you actually want, everything else is a challenge and a struggle. So getting clear on who who are you? Who really are you? What is it that you actually want in life, in business, in health, in fitness, in a partnership? How do you want to be loved? How do you want to love yourself? So really understanding who you are to begin with. And once you start understanding that, then owning it, owning who you are, owning your voice, owning your message. And it sounds really easy as I'm saying this, and but it is. It's a, it, it can be a challenge. It can be a struggle. And I still go through my own imposter syndrome. I still go through my own challenges within myself. And I'm very open and honest with my clients with the things that are going on in my world if they're coming up currently at any point. And it's acknowledging that you're human and you're going to go through these challenges and things are going to pop up that you necessarily didn't know that was still inside for you to move through. So you are not able to move through anything that you're not ready to move through. So if something's come up from the past and you're like, whoa, I totally forgot that was even there, well, the universe, God, the divine, whoever you believe in, is showing you that you're now powerful enough to move through that stuff. At the time, you may not think that you know that and you may resist it, but really coming back into self and acknowledging that, yep, I'm ready to move through whatever it is. And I say move through because when you move over something, you're just going over it. When you move through it, you're actually feeling and processing the emotions and the feelings so that you're actually erasing what is connected to the past event. Mm. I totally agree with the, um, the idea of that when you're ready to deal with things or ready to to even, I find sometimes I'll read something that I've read before that I've just not really got the message from at the time and that I maybe just wasn't ready to hear it until, you know, I'm reading it the second time or maybe more than that. Uh, so I definitely think there's, that when you're ready for it appears. I had this conversation yesterday with a girlfriend. I picked up 
I have been, I was laying on um, on the floor and I was looking at all my books and there was one book that was popping out at me and I was like, oh, I really need to start reading this. And it's all around numbers and life purpose. And when I first got the book, I couldn't actually comprehend or understand how it actually worked. It's actually quite simple. But at that present moment, for the life of me, I couldn't actually read it. And she was laughing. She said, I've got this one book that I get to three pages and I don't get it and I can't get past three pages I said well you're not ready to hear the rest of whatever it is that the book is trying to tell you so yes you can read things and not be aware that you've read it or there's something that you could be picking up that you may not even understand the words to it and there's been a few books that has happened to me in the past and I've gone back later on when they've popped out to me to read them and I'm like oh now I get it now I can comprehend what that is because I was ready ready for the learnings yeah and I think it's Again, it's that the journey, isn't it? That you, at different points on the journey, there are different things to learn. And I guess flexible and being open to life. Yes, flexible. Flexible and fluid and just allowing things to come through. We do resist things because that's just human nature to be to resist. But it's when you are, you are aware that you are resisting to let it go and just really feel into what, what that actually feels like when you let go of that Mm, yeah and that's one other thing that I wanted to um come back to and and so you said about you know with clients when they get really clear on on what they what lights them up um thought about when you're starting out and you're looking at what everyone else is doing and and sometimes maybe a fear of standing up and saying something and in case you get like criticism from people but I suppose and I don't know if this is something that you've seen that when people are really lit up about something, then it really doesn't matter what anyone says to them because they know and they're fired up by what they're doing and they can kind of handle what other people say because they're in their in their element. And so when my clients or anyone for that matter is speaking their truth and they're really fired up and they're getting their message across and someone does something nasty to them or does have judgment or anything that's the person's resistance and it's something that's triggered them within so they've sparked something inside of that person who is either attacking them or saying nasty things so it's where it's not for us to worry about what other people think of us that's got nothing to do with us that's got everything to do with them so they're they're either seeing something within you that they're jealous of they're saying something within you that they're frustrated within themselves then they're not able to do but they're actually not aware of that yet so I know that I've followed people before and I've been in love with them and then they've said something and it's really triggered me not that I've commented or written anything but I know within myself I'm like I have to stop and unfollow you because you've really triggered me and the reason that they've triggered me was because I actually needed to hear their message and I was frustrated within myself but it took me years to realise that that's what was actually happening within myself. So now if someone gets triggered, it doesn't bother me and it doesn't bother. I teach my clients not for them not to allow it to upset them. It is not very nice when somebody says something nasty towards you or um, in your group or on your page. But at the end of the day, it's, it's not for you to really worry about. It's their own issues, their own stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you for that. That's yeah, a really important reminder that yeah, it's when we when we see stuff that we feel threatened by, we have that sometimes that kind of most lashing response as a protective thing, and to remember that it's not about you, it's it's about them, and yeah, you're so very welcome. Yeah, and if you do get triggered by someone or something that you've read, reflect on yourself and ask yourself, why am I triggered? What is it in that message that I've been triggered by and what do I, what, what's that all about? And really start to understand yourself a little bit more. I think it could also be, uh, I, I can think of an example of someone who um, I listened to um, speaking a couple of times and to start with, I, I really liked them. And then it got to a point that I found them really, there's something in particular about them that I found so irritating. And then I was thinking like, what is it? that's like reflecting like of me and my shadow that is irritating me about them and yeah trying to kind of figure out why I'm so annoyed about this (laughs) about this person yep 
Did you figure it out? Uh, yeah, I think, well, I guess, um, I think it was like a bit of shadow and, and kind of, um, you know, concerns about being kind of show-offy because when I was listening to them, I felt they were quite full of themselves and they're always talking about themselves and bringing everything back to them. And that's something that that I am quite conscious about not doing and not being too like, oh, me, 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 me in conversations. And I, I think it might have tapped into some shadow about being on a show-off or something like that. So it was just, um, yeah, I'm a Leo. So I think it's kind of... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah no, I think that's really important for for I guess yeah if someone's triggering you but also possibly someone's irritating you to think like why why is it what is it bringing up in me so uh, so I have some set questions that I ask everyone that comes on the podcast I'd love to go through with you that's okay so the first one is what always boosts your mood or what brings you joy in your life dancing so one thing that I've done for a very long time, I went to a personal development program and I heard this song and I'm not very musical and I don't really know much about music, but I do know what I do like to hear when I hear it. <laughs> and um, High Hopes came on by Panic at the Disco. So if I'm feeling flat just before a coaching call or even before I jumped on this call, I put High High Hopes on. And I dance around and I sing and it just elevates my vibration. It elevates who I am and gets me into a different state of mind from where I maybe had currently been if I'd going through whatever, if I was just feeling flat and tired, um, especially when you're jumping on calls either super early in the morning or a, a late evening phone call. I really think that really helps is dancing and that song. Mm. Good song choice, so. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, uh, so my next question for you is what makes life meaningful for you? Waking up to messages from my clients saying that they've had wins and knowing that I'm making a difference in the world, knowing that when I help my clients and when they help their clients, it's a ripple effect. It's not just me helping one person. It's a whole big generational ripple effect. One of my clients, I helped her not go bankrupt and I've helped her in her marriage and all these other areas of her life, not just in her business. So it was, a, a, we started off in her business, but everything just all interwines and interconnects. So really knowing that I'm making a difference in the lives of other people. Yeah, absolutely. I see. That's something that comes up quite a lot on the podcast. That sense, difference. And I have to apologise because my dog's just come and sat on my lap and is entirely hogging the camera. <laughs> I'm sorry. He's just is really enjoying what you're saying. <laughs> so you wanted to pull it out. <laughs> One of the things that we talk about a lot is mental wellness uh, on the podcast is what does mental wellness mean to you and how do you look after your own mental well-being so mental wellness is really loving myself and nourishing myself from the inside out and I work with a coach I've always got a coach in my back pocket that I'm working with and I also use different modalities um, like hypnosis and kinesiology that I go see certain people for if I feel that I need that extra boost of um, mental clarity or a clearing of an emotion that I'm finding really quite hard to release and move through myself alone by myself or with my coach. So, um, yeah, mental wellness is, is something that's quite near and dear to my heart and really teaching my daughter about what mental wellness as well and emotional intelligence and really understanding what, your emotions are doing because it's we can well I personally have gotten myself into some really dark holes where I would take my daughter to school and then I'd just come home and put myself to bed for the day and I thought the world was coming in on me and then one day I woke up and went hang on a second let's really unpack what's really going on and then I went and started to seek more help around what was happening and I had created a beautiful story in my head that didn't even exist and 
it had gone into the physical, into my physical being and just I was just exhausted all the time. So being aware that we are not our behaviours and our thoughts are just our thoughts. Yeah, I think that's so so important to remember. And I think teaching your daughter, because I think with feelings and emotions, we I don't know if it was the same when you were growing up, but you're not really taught them in the same way you're taught other things. It's just expected that you'll just figure them out. But they're complicated. <laughs> so I think that's, yeah, <laughs> they really are. Um, but I also think what's, what's really um, important and something that you mentioned there is that, you know, you're a coach, but you a coach as well you go to other people for support to help you look after yourself and I think that's really important for people to remember that whatever you're doing in your life it's it's not you're never like just in a fixed place you could always benefit from from support or kind of um going to other people to to support you so I think that's such a valuable point to make and to share with people that get support if you need it and uh different things at different times and and I also just think coaching is uh, really valuable as something to have. Yeah. And one thing that really stuck in my mind years ago was a professional athlete doesn't become a professional athlete without a team of people helping them to rise. And we as humans need a team of people around us to rise. And it's not just one person that helps raise a child. It's a team of people that are raising a child, whether it's the school that's helping you do it, whether it's both parents, grandparents, aunties, uncles, friends. We need that support. And when you ask for support and you are stretching and having growth within yourself, you become a better coach and a better business person, a better person in general, and you're able to tap into the deeper self of you and be able to resonate and become more vulnerable with people as well in that moment. Um, see, I think that's a great analogy of the uh, the athletes because absolutely they have you know a whole team, they have a coach and it's, it's, it is like you said that whole team that goes towards that success so why wouldn't we also benefit from having that team around us. Um, my next question, mindset is something that we talk about a lot and I know it's something that you talk about and something that you work with clients on. So can you describe your own mindset? Yes. So my own mindset right now is I've been going through my own challenges the last couple of weeks in my personal life, but I'm still able to show up and tap into high hopes before I do anything because everything is energy and if my energy is off it doesn't matter what I am writing it will it will come through in the writing in the post in the messaging and people can feel that it doesn't matter what is actually being said so before I post anything do a live or do anything at all I get myself into a really good mindset state and One thing that I know that really helps me with my mindset and shifting from where I am to where I want to go is exercise. My background's personal training and I've always loved exercise, but there was about a year that, well, I guess for the last, I've only just kicked it off in the last four weeks, Um, but for the last year I haven't really been doing much exercise consistently. I was doing it sporadically, but now I'm back into doing it consistently. I find that's a huge thing with my mindset and also food so your gut health has a huge impact on anxiety depression autoimmune disease so if there's something that's going on and you're not feeling right really tune into what's going on with inside of you and where your gut health is at what what's your diet look like are the foods that you're eating actually supporting you and your energy and I know that I that's one huge thing in the last four weeks that I've shifted and changed is the way that I'm eating my and what I'm eating because I wasn't eating enough food which I didn't realize I wasn't eating enough food but when I became aware of it it's just shifting into what that looks like so I really become aware of what my mindset is where I'm at and what's going on and really slow down to feel into what that looks like 
Yeah, I um, I definitely agree with the the exercise, and that's something that I've spoken about on the podcast as well. That I find uh, so beneficial for my mental health and for for my mindset. Although that comes with its own challenges, I think, or opportunities, because if you, I don't know, so I do CrossFit, and there are some things in CrossFit that I find really difficult, and in a way, they're an opportunity to test out my mindset and my ability to overcome a challenge or that's how I'm going to start trying to think about them. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that the gut health as well is, is a really important thing. My next question, I ask all of the guests that come on to share between one and three strategies with the listeners that they can put in place that are going to have a massive impact in their life. So, I mean, it can be about anything, but possibly because we've been talking about confidence, um, it might be nice to have some some tips around. Perfect. So one of the tips that... I would like to share with you is more about coming back into self um, and then I'll get into confidence. So I know that I can't see the listeners, but I'll get you to do this with me if you can. So putting one hand on your forehead and then one hand at the base of your neck. And then I want you to close your eyes and then I want you to focus on your breath. So I want you to breathe in for five and out for five and then breathing in for five and out for five and I really want you to feel into your body listen to your heartbeat and really come back into self and so what happens when you put your hands on the forefront of your on your forehead and when you put your hand behind your head you're touching pressure points which means that you're getting circulation happening with the blood flow in your brain. So if you're having, if you're going through a stressful moment in time or you want to come back into self, if you're not feeling grounded, this is a really beautiful exercise that you can do by yourself or you can get somebody else to do it for you. My daughter loves it when I do it to her when she's laying down. Mummy, can you do that thing to me? Um, and my partner loves it. If he's going through a stressful time, he's like, can you just touch my head and put your hands here? And um, it just really brings you back into self and really just calms, calms you down. So that's one of my tips, which I love. That's a really beautiful one. I find that that's quite powerful when it comes to breathing because I do this exercise when I do um, talks at, my, at networking events and at least one person generally in the networking events will tell me that they felt dizzy by focusing on their breath because it's the first time in a long time they've actually put that much oxygen into their body because they hold their breath a lot. So that's quite powerful to come back into self. Now, in regards to confidence, and I mentioned it earlier, is getting really clear on what it is and who you actually are. That's a really powerful exercise to understand and to be able to... and. It's just and asking yourself throughout the day if you if you're not feeling confident and you're starting to get a little bit of anxiety, switch the labeling of feeling nervous to excited, because you're actually it's the same feeling. Nervousness and excited is the same feeling. It's just how you label what that is, and so switching just just doing that little little tweak in your mindset to actually am I nervous or am I really excited to do this yeah I love that and it's something it's really funny because it's something that I've said before and then I'd completely forgotten about it until <laughs> you've just said it so um but yeah I, I love it <laughs> perfect and having and having a powerful vision that's probably my third one to have it's having a really powerful vision to tap into so know what your big vision is and have it somewhere where you can see all the time so that you can tap into the reason that you're doing what you're doing is for the bigger collective, for the bigger the bigger vision in your world and, and knowing what that is. Thank you so much for those. And I found the, uh, the first one, um, I felt really calm afterwards and I think if I did it for you know, a longer period of time and I'm trying to put more of that in my life, those kind of, you know, grounding and kind of, coming back into my body and that kind of thing so it's definitely one that I'm going to be using so thank you for that one and the reminder as 
You're so very welcome. Yeah, the nervousness excitement reminder. It's, it's strange, isn't it, how you can have things that you kind of you say and then they just disappear and then you kind of hear them. You're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> remember that. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. So if people want to find out more about the work that you're doing or they connect with you online, where can they find you? So they can go to Facebook and find me at Alexis Jane. And if there's anything within this podcast that resonates with you, I invite you to send me through a personal message. I'd love to connect with you. And we can put a link to your Facebook in the show notes. And when the episode comes out, I normally link on social media so people can follow follow the trails and find you there as well. Fantastic. Thank you, Alexis. I've really enjoyed speaking with you. Thank you for getting up super early. <laughs> You're very welcome. So thanks again to Alexis. I really, really enjoyed this conversation and I hope you got a lot out of it as well. And although we were kind of focusing on coaches and the the um, career space, I guess, I think there are still a lot of things that are applicable across your life and, and in all areas of life. Because I think that's the thing with our relationship with ourselves and our confidence that it's not just specific to one domain if we're feeling confident that will spread to all areas of our lives so yes this kind of had a a bit more of a career focus maybe but hopefully you still got a lot out of it even if you're not an entrepreneur uh, even if you um, yeah don't have a career (laughs) I don't know what my point is but yeah hopefully uh, you found it valuable so so yeah uh, so just to finish up, I'm not I'm not going to waffle on for <laughs> too long at the end. I know sometimes I do. And it's just a couple of things um, about what is happening at Psyche. So the first is that this Saturday I am holding a virtual quiz and it's a fundraising event because I'm so excited to say that throughout July and August, I will be doing a mental health project in partnership Uh, through Think Pacific, which is a charity based in Fiji. Um, I will be working with the Fijian Ministry of Health and local grassroots organisations on this mental health project. So I'll have more details about that in July, but super excited. And so I'm fundraising towards that. So if you love quizzing, I would love to see you there this Saturday, 4th of July. And that is at 7.30 UK time. And then on the 21st of July... I have got a webinar, which is a pay what you feel webinar, and it is aimed specifically at parents or people that are working with children, and it is on how to help your child's mental health. So we're really going to be diving into understanding the the adolescent brain, understanding hormonal changes, really figuring out how we can tell that difference between normal (laughs) teenage hormonal stuff and when there is maybe a mental health concern there and ways that you can support your child with their mental health, with resilience, that kind of stuff. And there will be an opportunity to ask questions. So that is on Tuesday, 21st of July at 7pm UK time. And for that and the virtual quiz, if you head to our Facebook page at Psyche Coaching, P-S-Y-K-H-E, and in the events, you will find them there. The next one is about our Facebook group. So we now have two groups. We have our Psyche Mental Wellbeing Community, which is an uplifting space to support and be supported because peer support is so important and so valuable to be able to talk to other people who are also having a bit of a difficult time and, and receive that reciprocal support. So that's the Psyche Mental Wellbeing Community. And our new group for parents, and I am (laughs) not very creative with names, I I tend to name things what they are. So our parent group is support your child's mental health and well-being, pretty much is what it says (laughs) on the tin. And again, this is a place for peer support, but I will also be sharing advice, sharing strategies. I go live every Wednesday at 6.30pm to answer questions from the group. So head over there if you are a parent and you're interested in supporting your child's mental health and having that place to go to ask questions and get support. Uh, as always, follow us on social media at Psyche Coaching across everything, basically. And 
I would really, really love it if you could rate and review the podcast on iTunes if you've enjoyed it so that we can reach more people and really help people to prioritize their mental well-being and feel better about themselves and their lives. And if you really love the show, we would really appreciate it if you consider becoming a patron. We have a Patreon, which is just patreon.com slash psyche wellbeing. And for our patrons, there are bonus episodes and a chance to be involved in the creative process. And I'm considering having other benefits, for example, discounted or uh, bonus coaching sessions as well. So if you love what we're about, then please do consider supporting us and becoming a patron. Uh, so that's it. <laughs> Lots of information. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of what we're all about here. It's having that conversation about mental health and offering support. And so just sharing these places where you can get additional support from us. And um, yeah, I hope you have a good week. Uh, I hope that you're okay. <laughs> I come back to my message at the beginning about being okay and I hope that you have a calm peaceful okay week and I'll be back next week with another episode take care bye